0: Hi, guys, and welcome to a brand new anime podcasters episode. A brand new setup on my computer. I hope this is working. I have an amazing host with me today, an amazing guest. We have Hotshot from Daydreamer Studios. How's it going, buddy?
1: It's going just fine. How are you, good sir? I am very good, good avatar, sir. Oh, wait, did I just spoil what we're talking about? Come on, Jaden, you had one job. No, and that was no. not to do that.
0: Hotshot and I have come to the same conclusion. Yes. But also, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. What are the four elements you need for an amazing podcast?
1: Me, you, sound, and airbending.
0: Air, fire, water. And earthbending are the four elements you need for a perfect Avatar podcast. We're going to be talking about Avatar today. I'm so excited for you guys to be here. We have so many things to get to. I recently just finished this anime, and yes, I'm calling it an anime. It's really weird. The last Airbender looks like an anime, sounds like an anime, is animated like an anime in my in my mind. But just because it's not from but it's not yeah, but just because it's not from uh, Japan, it's not anime. What's the deal with
1: that? Yeah, and now we have Ruby that is now an official anime, even though it was totally made here. And the, here means the United States for you guys. Here me, yeah, here means the U.S.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about this, uh, this uh, anime. Um, I want to get your, 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 your thoughts here, um, Hotshot. How did you get into uh, this anime? When you, when you first came across it, what were your first thoughts on it? How, how did you get introduced to it and everything?
1: The only weird part about all this is that I got introduced to it by Channel Surfing. So just had a controller in my hand, just like went from Cartoon Network to Disney to Nickelodeon. Because when I was a kid, only those shows existed. Right. And I came across, um, I hit Nickelodeon one time. And the first thing I see is um, this girl in a really fluffy blue coat trying to bash open an iceberg with a spear or with a staff. But it was when she was trying to break the uh, the iceberg with her brother's staff.
0: I see what you mean, I see what you mean, yeah. For me, what happened is that uh, I'm from Canada, and we had uh, this uh, channel called Youth TV. This was back in the cable era of things. And um on Saturday mornings, there was this uh series called Crunch, and it was hosted by this guy with a wacky blonde hair called AJ. I don't want to get too much, i track it off track, but the first time I came across Avatar was the episode where, uh, Ang and Katara kissed in the lover's cave, um, (laughs) and the, uh, and the, uh, light was fading and everything. And I was so confused because I saw this happening on a Saturday morning kids show. I was like, what? This isn't like something you usually see on a Saturday morning kids show. You don't see like characters kissing in like a romance like this, and I, it really like just caught me by surprise. So I tuned in next week, and then uh, yeah, I got I got hooked right away. This was a great,
1: great, great anime. Um, now I now I don't know if you have um if you have this over in Canada, but that sounds like something that you would usually find like on Adult Swim, not on a Saturday morning cartoon, sh- not on a Saturday morning kids show. Right, right, right. When it was right, first right. coming out.
0: I know, I know, and it, you know what? I It caught me at the right time, I think. It was like, you know what? I always come at these random moments. Like, the first episode of Naruto I ever saw was the one with Eighth Gates Lee versus Gara. I was like, what? What is well, this? Like,
1: well, I mean, that just instantly got you hooked at least. Then. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, if it's not kissing, it's punching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
1: I think that, I think, actually, I'm just going to throw in my two cents on, uh, on first episode of Naruto real quick, just because I can. I think the first episode I ever saw was in the uh, Force of Death where they were going up against the sound Ni- sound ninja. Ah, good times, good times. Anyhow, that's not what this podcast is about.
0: No, no, no. Um I obviously we're going to talk about the Legend of Aang here and all the characters uh, and all the arcs. We got some audience questions to go, to go through. Um I think uh we, we got to start off the uh podcast talking about this character. Um Ang is a great 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 main character a great like a great foundation to what an avatar is and his entire um storyline where he grows and learns how to master water bending and earth bending and fire bending and how uh, he gets his ragtag team of uh fellows uh Sokka, Katara, Toph and everything the whole storyline is so beautiful and i loved it so much because we really see these characters go through a huge metamorphosis um i absolutely loved Aang as a character what
1: were your thoughts on Aang? Aang is my favorite character. If I'm being completely just flat out honest with you, Aang is my favorite character in the show. Why is that? Because he's this he's this goofball character. He's the carefree hero. He's the right. I'm going to do what's right because it's right kind of guy. He's not the, huh, so I'm the avatar, so I'm supposed to do all this. No, he even if he wasn't the avatar, even if he was just airbending seeing people in trouble, he'd still be helping. He'd still be out there doing what's right and doing what he needs to and still have fun doing it. Definitely. Whether he's, whether he's the avatar or whether he's an earthbender or whether he's just flo- throwing a rock at somebody, he would still be out there fighting the good fight. Oh, that's that that's for sure. I
0: completely agree with that. We're uh, uh 100%. Um I really like what I like a lot about Ang also is how he's super like a um, like really nice good-hearted character and everything, very easygoing, but like he has these trigger moments where, like, he goes into the avatar state or he gets really mad. And, um, one to note is, uh, when, uh, they were at the, this was in the water book and they were still learning, uh, what, uh, no, 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 this was in the book of Earth, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember specifically what moment, but, uh, it, it was I when mind Katara, hands. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it was when Katara got, like, thrown into the, um, the, 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 like, just sinking into the, the Earth because this one particular, like, war, um, chief, wanted really to a- Ang go into the uh, Avatar state to take out the Fire Nation. He's like, right now, we need to go into the Avatar state right now, or else, like, Katara dies, you know what I mean? And then that triggers Oh, uh, And then, Aang,
1: yeah, he just makes Katara disappear, and then Aang just totally loses everything. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, that's what I like about Aang. Uh, in a sense, that, like, very nice, but like, if you poke around that, that uh, neighborhood, you're gonna get hit.
1: He's like a Captain America for a while, but then you take him off, and then he's like, he's the hulk's worst nightmare (laughs) why do you say he's like captain america because captain because cap is basically the um the do-gooder of the team just like the always fight the good fight kind of guy he's not the the goofy kind of character that ang is but he's Mm -hmm. the one who like always stays on the right and stays like if i can avoid trouble i'd rather avoid trouble kind of character I see what you mean. Um, I want to ask you this because uh, we mentioned
0: the avatar state. Um, what was your thoughts on uh, when A- Ang meets the Guru and starts going through all his chakras to unlock them, and uh, how all oh, this chakra is this uh, is blocked by this, blah blah blah, and he gets to the very last chakra and he decides to. Uh, And he, the girl tells him, you have to let go of love. You have to let go of your feelings. You have to let go of Katara. And he decides not to let go of Katara and go back to Boston Say to save Katara because he has this vision of her being trapped. What right. was your thoughts on that uh, whole uh, debacle?
1: If he was the... Well, I mean, that's just your hero stereotype. Like, even when a hero is supposed to be going through a rigorous training for some form or another, like, with Angs. Aang's case, it would be going into the Avatar state. With Luke's case from Star Wars, it would be in the case of Mastering the Force. Right. But when it comes to Aang, I can actually see it happening, mainly because you've seen all the adventures that he's had with Katara, you've seen all the adventures he's had with Sokka, Uh and he still can't let all of that go just because... Okay, so all of that that you've spent the past half a year to develop, to build, and to have with this person, I want you to give all that up. Just just give it up. Just out the window. Just, just let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Yeah. It won't bother you anymore. <laughs> but it did bother him. It did bother him. It bothered him a lot. Yeah. So I can totally see Aang just leave, just straight up leaving because of it. So that didn't bother me. The part that did bother me was when he was right next to her and she was in danger, and he did the training himself and tried to let her go.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that, okay,
1: that bothered me a little bit. I see what
0: you're. Uh, I see what you're saying here. Um, I loved Aang also. Just I guess obviously he's the Avatar, but like his fight against Fire Lord Ozai, where he really like. Goes all out and he like takes, there was like water spinning around him. He has this ball of air, there's fire around him. He has these rocks going around him like, ah, oh, it's just such a cool fight. I-, I love the action in Avatar. There's so many good fights and there's just, and there's these really cool slow-mo moments where like, I don't know, like Zuko's fire bending and then like this shot of fl- fire is coming towards him and it goes into slow-mo and he dodges it and then we go right back into the fight scenes like that. I love that so much
1: when it comes to Avatar. I mean, if you're a fan of Avatar, it's hard not to love those scenes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the action. Do you love the action in Avatar? Is that a good selling point of the anime for you?
1: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the if the action doesn't sell me, I mean, at least like the jokes and the characters themselves would, but the action, whenever they actually do get into a fight, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love seeing the, I love seeing fireballs go everywhere. I love seeing anx air blast go everywhere. I love Katara's, uh water whip attack. I I love all of the fighting, all the fighting in Avatar's best fighting.
0: Yes, talking about jokes, I think this is a good uh, a good jumping point to introduce our next character, Sokka, my <laughs> personal favorite character. Uh, is a very, very, very funny character. Uh, the only character in the bunch that doesn't have any sort of bending. And, uh, there's definitely an episode where we, where, where we see that affect him a lot and we'll get to that point. I love Sokka so much just because he's a good role model, I think. And he, uh, is a good, uh, balance into the Avatar group. Very serious, like, uh, people when it comes to like, uh, uh, taking down the enemy and everything, but Sokka throws in those jokes that are really funny. Like, I, uh, something I love about uh, Sokka is that when they go to the, the play of themselves to, to go see the Avatar play, and then he takes the <laughs> Sokka actress and he's like, oh, here, I got a couple of lines for you there. These are gonna be great. And then like, the Sokka actress is like, oh my god, these are really good. I'm gonna use these. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Sokka?
1: I love Sokka. Like, if, okay, honestly, if you ask me my thoughts on any character in Avatar, I'm odds are I'm going to say I love them except Azula. I, I love Azula. What? We'll get to her in a minute, but for okay. <laughs> right now, Sokka, I love Sokka. He's funny. He's the he's the odd one out. He's the one who actually I'm not going to say the others don't have to try, but he's the one who has to try harder because he can't bend, so he has to do, like, all the battle strategy and use his weapons, and if he loses his weapons, he has to find something else. And he always does it with a joke, even if it's just, like, a really, really, really bad joke.
0: (laughs) I love, like, when him and Toph were on those uh, Fire Nation uh, ships, and then, like, uh, uh, he, he uses his sword to take out one of the he like throws his sword at one of the Fire Nation people and then the sword go, like goes flying and he's like
1: bye space sword yeah <laughs> I love that so much oh it got me
0: laughing so hard
1: okay so, so for a bonus for Sokka I want you to do me a favor oh god what's your favorite Sokka moment and what's your favorite Sokka joke
0: favorite Sokka moment um oh that's oh, there's so many good ones Um, when he throws his uh, boomerang at Combustion Man and right in the face. (laughs) And, like, just, like, just completely, like, ah, what? Ah, I don't even know what, like, what happened. And another one I loved, it was during a training scene between, uh, him, Aang, and, like, basically, like, everyone was training, um, Aang, uh, and, uh. Uh, Saka just, like, has his sore, his boomerang, he's running towards Aang, and he yells out, sneak attack! And obviously, like, Aang just, like, earth bends and he knocks off Saka. He's like, "Saka, if you're gonna do a sneak attack, you shouldn't yell out sneak attack. He's like, oh, that's a good point. He's like, yeah, probably not. Th- that that Definitely, that's that's what I love the most about Sokka in those, those questions.
1: There's two of my favorite Sokka moments that immediately come to mind. What are they? One, one of them is, um, it's right after they lose Appa, and... So, when Aang finds out, he gets super upset, especially at Toph, and goes off on his own, but Toph, Katara, and Sokka are all walking the other way. Oh, and, when he's,
0: like, uh, uh, hallucinating and stuff?
1: Yeah, when he, after he drank uh, the cactus juice and is just oh losing my God. his mind. That was then, the best. Then, like, a few minutes later, Aang just gets so fed up with looking, slams his staff into the ground, making a giant dust cloud that looks like a marshmallow. Or mushroom, <laughs> <A> mushroom. <laughs> and Sokka just looks over. It's a giant mushroom. Oh, I remember no, that. it's friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sokka. I, so I much. honestly, I mean, thank God when um when I saw it, my dad had it either on Netflix or on demand, and we actually had to pause it because I was laughing my laughing my butt off so hard, I was just losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that comes to mind is um. When Ang is first trying to get Toph to actually teach him how to Earthbend, yeah, and then Sokka's looking for meat for any source of meat, oh, and I falls know, into I know, the that. yeah, and he falls into the hole and is just stuck there throughout the entire episode. And he's like at the end, like,
0: um, <laughs> um, Ang, like he's like, I, I, I love to Earthbend you out of there, out of there, but I'm just not comfortable with it. And like Sokka's like. Oh, well, the last thing I want you to is to,
1: to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> he's like crushed under rocks. <laughs> last thing I want is for you to be uncomfortable, Aang. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: Uh, I love, I love Sokka. But I want to jump to, uh, uh, Sokka's sister. Obviously, him and Katara find Aang and Katara and Aang de- develop feelings
1: for each other throughout the anime. And Katara is a very motherly. Uh, well, it doesn't f- take Aang to. It doesn't take Aang long to develop feelings for Katara. The second he sees her, he's like, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, right, right. But, like, uh, what I
0: loved a lot about Katara is how she never gives up and how she's very caring. And I, specifically, one thing I loved about Katara's character is um, how she, uh, at first, when Zuko moves in in the gang uh, to, to teach... Uh, ang firebending and everything uh like everyone gains like are like okay we trust you zuko and everything and she's like i don't trust you whatsoever zuko and then they go on that adventure to find uh the person who uh, basically took out katara's mother and she's like ready to take him out but then she decides not to and everything and she, we we just see a, a completely different side of her and i love that episode so much and i really feel like we got to know a, a whole new layer to katara
1: well i mean it's not just guitar that we get that with though. We get like each character has their own specific episode where we actually develop and see deeper into the character. Like we actually Definitely. spend more time with that specific character.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, there's obviously the the prison arc where uh, Zuko uh, Zuko and uh, Sakura go together to go see if uh, his father is there after like their their invasion plan. Uh, yeah, with, with the moon, everything fails.
1: That's honestly really weird to me. Just like the episode where it's just Zuko and Katara throughout the entire thing, just having an adventure together. I'm just like, this just feels so weird to me.
0: (laughs) Well, like, I mean, Zuko has knowledge on where the, uh, like, he's like, oh, uh, tell me what they look like. Tell me what the sign on the the flag is. Okay, that's the Navy SEAL or something, whatever. And then they, 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 he's able, like, he knows the Fire Nation very well. So that's why, like, it's like, I remember, like, Toph being like, oh, uh, when's my turn to go on a trip with Zuzu? Or, like, with Zuko? Because, like, one episode, it's, like, Sokka goes, and then the other episode, uh, there was Aang going, and then it was one episode, it was Katara going. Like, they all had, like, their, their own private Zuko trip.
1: And it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. It, like, actually helps develop, like, his commitment and his relationship with the actual team Yeah. that he's been trying for probably, like, three years now to actually kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, it's just, like, When you, as a viewer, are seeing all this go down, like, the villain throughout the entire show, and is now the friend of everybody, it takes you a minute, not because it's so weird or so bad, because it's probably one of the best parts of the show, but because you don't really see it coming. Like, even throughout the entire, um, The Book of Earth, where Zuko and Iroh are just embossing, say, like, living their own personal lives, even when... Like, after all that, you never see Zuko actually going and looking for the Avatar group in order to actually be with them. Mm Mm-hmm. You you would never actually see it coming, and I love that. I love it a lot.
0: Absolutely great, uh like, great storyline and everything, um, moving on to Zuko, uh, what are your thoughts on Zuko, like, as a character, obviously, he starts out as a very evil, like, capture the Avatar, and the only thing he wants to do is capture the Avatar, this guy just, like, breathes, like, and sleeps, and eats, uh, capturing Aang, um, and then, obviously, like, it's a complete 180 at the end, where, like, he teaches Aang how to fire Ben, like, what are your thoughts on, like, Zuko and uh, his development?
1: Zuko, for me, is, like, the definite, or the definition of a character who gets better the more you see them. Because when I first saw Zuko, I didn't really like him. I didn't really care for him. Not because he was evil, but because he was just so focused on just getting the avatar. My honor, my honor, honor yeah. honor
0: honor honor. I'm honor, just like, honor, oh my honor, god, honor,
1: please just shut up. Honor honor honor. It's it's like the seagull from uh, from Finding Nemo. Honor 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 yeah, honor, yeah, honor. Yeah, I know, right? Honor Oh, no. Anyway.
0: Uh, even the play makes fun of it. He's like, for my order! It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, they nailed Zuko. Yeah, they they totally did. <laughs> but, um, and the funny thing is, I think Zuko was with the team at the time, wasn't he? When yeah. they When they all saw the Avatar play? Yeah, 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 he was there. Yeah, yeah, he was. And, uh, <laughs> that's actually really funny. It's anyway, hilarious. What, with Zuko, though, like... I started liking him more after I actually saw, like, his father was the one who gave him the scar in the first place, and why. Yeah. And then when he started his entire character arc in um, in Bossing Say in the Earth book, I started liking him even more. Mm-hmm. And then when he actually came up with Aang and actually joined... That's when I. That's when I started loving Zuko. That's when I'm like, yes.
0: I mean, my favorite Zuko is definitely Book of Fire Zuko. Um, just because like he really comes full circle and he fake We even see him face his father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, w- which was great. I want to go. I want to jump back to a specific point in time in Avatar when Azula goes to meet with Iroh and Zuko, and she says, um. Oh, father's changed his mind, blah, blah, blah. He wants you to come back. And so they're getting on the ship. And then, like, the, the ship captain says, All right, so we have the prisoners. Uh, I mean, uh, the guests, right? And then, like, Azula's like, Oh, my God, you just, like, ruined it. And so Ira and Zuko, like, fight, and they run off and, and end up going to Boston saying the whole tea shop thing. What were your thoughts? Like, what was your thought on, like, that entire, like, uh, plot line?
1: I loved it because... It gave it gave them reason to do something else because I had a very strong feeling that even though Iroh... Even though he was trying so hard to get something else... Right. Like, he was trying so hard to get the Avatar because he's like, my father will welcome me. My father will welcome me. My father will welcome me. To get confirmation that, like, you're wanted as criminals. It gives them total reason to do... Like, just totally abandon it. Just do whatever. And I loved it. I just loved them not having to be tied down to just getting the avatar and then at the end the fire lord betrays him because i'm like he's he's going to he's going to totally just shoot them in the back yeah he's going to get the avatar kill him or keep him as prisoner and then just either kick them out or kill them
0: talking about Iroh, um i really love that character and i want to sp- talk about a specific moment where like he goes against kind of like everything he taught zuko and i want i want to get your thoughts on this so okay. First of all, Iroh obviously very wise character, uh, always guiding Zuko. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Um, and, like not not forcefully, but like just giving him like the 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 peace of mind and the great um like great advice. And we even see Zuko like imitating his uh his uh, uncle at, at towards the in the book of fire. He's like, oh, what would my what would my uncle say right now? And then he like says something to Sokka, and Sokka's like, that made no sense whatsoever, Zuko. But um. Specifically what I wanted to mention was when the uh, when Zuko and uh, Iroh were going to go into Bossing Sing Se, and Jet was there and he uh, it, it was right after the boat th- uh, the, they got, they got off the boat and they did that whole thing where they captured the captain's food and everything and um Iroh uh, orders a, a tea and the tea's really cold so he firebends a little bit just to get some tea his tea warmer and Zuko sees that and he's like what the hell like why would you do that and like slaps it out of Iroh's hands and Jet spots it and then Jet's like Hundred percent. Those are fi- those guys are firebenders. What were your thoughts? I mean, that was so stupid of Iroh to do.
1: Okay, okay I'm gonna answer your question with like another question. Do you really yeah, yeah. think? Do you really think that Iroh would do something like that without a reason, or Iroh would do anything without a reason?
0: Okay. Why? What? what was his reason to do that? I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He would do it without a reason. He's like, oh, my tea's cold. I love the warm tea. Yeah. I, I think he would. To answer your question, but what would be the reason to warm up his tea,
1: and firebend in front of all these people? Uh, <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. It's completely stupid. Because don't they get caught after that, or don't they like get su- get suspicious of them after that? Yeah, Jet Jet is like a hundred percent on them, like everything.
0: And then he breaks into the tea shop. He's like, "Those guys are firebenders." And then like Zuko like takes like swords and they start fighting against the Jet. And Jet gets captured by the the the, the Bossing Police and everything. And they put him in that room. And it's like there's nothing wrong with Bossing And there's like that spinning thing around their. like around him like oh that was such a creepy thing
1: they may as well just like yeah they hypnotized him but it didn't last long because i think like three episodes later they just killed him off
0: yeah i was so i was so sad when he killed off jet i love jet what did you think about jet i don't like jet okay so we can disagree on something i love jet so much because he's a good leader. Obviously, he's, he's a bit misguided at the beginning in doing that whole thing where he wants to blow up the, the, the village and there's, like, innocent people in that village. Katara and Aang try to stop him and everything. Uh, yeah. But I think he's he, he comes into being a very helping hand. And, I mean, he's able to guide the freedom fighters and, and help them out in the whole Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender. Um, so I actually really enjoyed Jet for those reasons.
1: Okay, and the reason I don't like Jet is... Well, actually, there are a couple things about Jed I do like. I I knew it. I do like how loyal he is to the Freedom Fighters, and I like how he's taking charge and taking care of all of them. What I don't like is how, for lack of a better term, ruthless he is against the Fire Nation. Because, I mean, if he's that ruthless, then he's really no better than they are. Mm-hmm. But okay. the the main reason I really don't like him is because of how insistent he is on, I want to be with Katara. And just like, I mean, even if Aang and Katara weren't a real thing, the way that he's portraying that he has feelings for Katara, I'm just like, dude, no, she will kill you. I will <laughs> kill you. Sokka will kill you. It's just like, no, it's just uncomfortable at times. Okay, so, okay, I see what you mean. I mean really if I get if I get down to it, if if we took away what he uh, what he and Guitar had or what he felt for Guitara, I would honestly really, really like Jet. But that just urges me so badly that I don't that I can't really say that I like him. Because okay. whenever he's around Guitara, it seems to come up. Fair enough, fair enough. Um I wanna talk about Toph. You wanna talk about Toph?
0: I mean, it's tough. she's a tough girl. But
1: no, Let's... T- a- oh, come on. No. Bad <laughs> jokes are my department.
0: I'm sorry. I, get I, I, out.
1: Okay. This may okay. be your podcast, but get out.
0: <laughs> she literally gets taught by Badger Moles to Irv Ben. She's six years old, and Badger Moles teach her how to Irv Ben. And her whole thing where she's blind, and but she learns how to Irv like, Ben and see with her feet and everything was such a cool... It's such a cool thing. I never... Th- I, I, I could have never thought of something as cool as that. I really like Toph also cause she like, she, she's like very like, um, like she, it's not because she's a girl that like, she can't like hang with the guys and be just as a, I'm sorry I'm gonna use the word, this is tough, you know what I mean? And, um, like she's just, ah, she, she, oh, she's just such a badass. I love her, I love her so much. I loved, oh, you know what I loved, uh, a moment I really liked is when that drill is going through the Boston State wall and, uh, she uses her her earth bending to, like, clog up all the water that's coming out of the back after they sliced open
1: all those, like, uh, pillars and then, oh, like, I it just remember. blows up. And then, like, and then they all just slide out the back in, like, this gr- just gross, sludgy water. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I loved it. I loved that scene. I loved that uh, entire fight. <laughs> oh, same scene. I absolutely one, loved it. One of my favorite characters in the show was in that fight, but we'll get to her after we get to Toph.
0: Yeah, so your thoughts on Toph?
1: Again, like I said at the beginning of this, I'm probably going to say I love Blank so often in the show. And Toph is no exception. I love Toph. She's just this, like, grudgy, like, badass, like, don't mess with me, tough kind of girl. Even though she had, like, this really, really richy and preppy uprising of just, like, she's too fragile, she's too hurt, and, like, treated like a princess... But when we first see her, she's a championship ch- champion in a underground boxing or fighting arena in earthbending, and she's champion. I know, right? And if if that doesn't tell you how badass this character is, I don't. I really can't tell you what does. I, I mean, I'll take a step further
0: of how badass she is. She literally inventing a type of bending. She invented metal bending. <laughs> like that's no joke. She's like locked into that um metal like um. I guess, like, uh, what box? And then, yeah. like, she's giving, she's getting taken away and everything. And then she's like, uh, uh, the guy says, you'll never be able to bend metal. And then she's like, Oh, just watch me. And then, like, she bends metal. Like, she,
1: <laughs> she, she bends metal. She actually does it. Yeah.
0: It's insane. It's uh, absolutely insane. And like, another thing I loved is like, when Saka's always telling, telling her, like, telling her, I'm so happy you are a part of the team. Like, she can tell how people, she can tell if people are lying. And like, she just is a super strong, um, super strong character, and I'm so yeah. happy she joined the, so, the ranks.
1: Though, let me explain something to you. You do know why she was able to metal bend in the first place, right? Um, no, please clarify that for me. She was able to metal bend in the first place because metal still has like remnants of earth in it. So yeah, she was metal bending, but she was practically just just earth bending the particles in the metal in order to actually move the metal. I mean, she can still metal bend any metal now because she knows how to do it, but when she was um, beating on the cage, the only reason why it wasn't moving right away was because... So you remember right before she burst the door open, right? Right. When she hit the door, you saw the shockwave and you saw, like, the the earth particles in it, like mm-hmm. the small amounts of dirt earth. That's what she was bending. That's why she was able to tear open the door and, like, was able to freely bend metal afterwards. That's just, just crazy. Um, do, you,
0: do you want to talk about, uh, jump into like the different types of bending? Cause I, we have to go through them. We have to.
1: Yeah, I feel like we have to too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let's start with earth bending, I guess. I really, really like earth bending, obviously. Um, what I really enjoyed about earth bending is the fighting style of it. Like, obviously, uh, it, it's, it's super diverse. It's, and, and, and it, it's like super rigid attacks. Or super, like, flexible attacks. Um, and I also really like just how, um, like, another, a specific technique that I really enjoy is, like, when they raise the earth, specifically where a person is, just to send them off flying. That's a really cool move. Uh, lifting up rocks, compressing rocks. Um, obviously, like, uh, they make, uh, they make that sword, like, with, uh, like, the rock compression and everything. Um, and just, like, using earth armor. Like, I absolutely love earth bending for, like, it's just so versatile. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Though, if I'm being totally honest with you, Earthbending is actually my least favorite bending. Why is it your least favorite? It's my least favorite because I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like something that has to be raw power in order to actually do well. Even when Toph is, tra- is uh, training Aang in order to Earthbend, she flat out says you have to be straight on forward and forceful with whatever you want bending. You are in control. You decide what happens. I'm I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like that kind of thing. I mean, I love earthbending. When earthbending happens, I love seeing it. I just don't love how it's done. Okay, okay. Um, I got, I gotta, I, I don't know. I
0: really love air, uh, earthbending, and I'm like, I'm going through like, uh, I'm trying to remember like all the different techniques. There's so many earthbending techniques
1: that are so cool. Oh, like, there is, there is, um, there is one that uh, that Ang does, like when he's fighting Azula at the end of Book Two. Which one is it that you really loved? It's his, um, crystal armor. Yes! The crystal armor is really cool. Just, like, some, when Azula's coming at him, I I believe she's lightning bending, she could just be bending her blue flames, but charging at Aang, and then Aang just charges back at her after putting on, like, a suit made entirely of diamonds. It doesn't last long, because when they clash, it shatters, but Oh, it just looks so cool and it just looks like, like it actually reminds me of a uh, diamond head from uh, Ben 10.
0: Oh my god, that's a major throwback. <laughs> wow, I that did not expect a Ben 10 reference in the Avatar podcast. Who knows, maybe a hint for another one. <laughs> <laughs> um I wanted to I'm reading through the wiki here and I'm seeing this thing uh, this earth bending technique I, I didn't come across in the anime. Um Magnetization. So skilled earthbenders are capable of magnetizing their limbs to any type of stone, making wall scaling simpler in an appropriate circumstance. Apparently, the diley agents could perform
1: perform this move. Uh, the Daili, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, di- uh, the Daili, eh?
1: <laughs> but there's one there's one earthbending technique that really only um Ang and Toph can do that I just love. What is it? That's the sensory thing that that Toph does in order to earth bend in the first place. Oh, like how she sees? Yeah, and Ang Ang actually was able to master that too because that's how Aang, that's how Toph taught him. Was he has to feel the earth and actually feel the vibrations in the earth in order to actually do it well. Some something like that to have to go along with bending makes it all the more powerful because you have to actually feel what you're bending instead of just like. Oh hey, here's a random puff of air. Poof! You actually have you have to actually feel and have a connection to what you're bending with earth bending. Yeah, like how they sense like the
0: vibrations throughout the ground. And I'm pretty sure by the end of the Legend of Korra, like Toph is it's like a super old lady, but she can basically feel like everything on planet Earth or something like that. Like she can just like her like her her seismic scent is so good that it's like
1: she can she can basically see everything like on, on the entire planet, right? Or yeah, I I mean, I haven't seen enough of Agent of Kor- or Legend of Korra. Hell, I haven't actually seen Toph in it yet. But I but from what I have heard or from what I've seen in like clips, she is like, even though as powerful as she was with Aang, she is like a hundred times more powerful, but also a hundred times more laid back. Right. Um. But the thing is, like, when you think about the seismic sense, like, the biggest biz-
0: disadvantage it has is like, if you're not touching any sort of earth, like, uh, if you're like, uh, I don't know, uh, um, wood or like something like that's not not anything that's not like has
1: any sort of earth in it, you can't use it. Right. Right.
0: I mean, like, so like, like that's we talked a huge, about crystals. Huge disadvantage.
1: We talked about crystals and we talked about steel, but. For a lot of earthbenders, they can't earthbend steel or metal, so a lot of the prisons for earthbenders are on a boat. or right, right, on, right. Or on somewhere where they can't earthbend or demoralize. Just like where a prisoner for waterbenders would be like in a... Like, just in an enclosed space on dry land, like in a desert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of waterbending, shall we?
0: Uh, I, I actually wanted to go through the, the two, uh, sub-genres of, uh, cause there, there's also metal bend. Well, I think we talked about metal bending, but there's, uh, this thing called lava bending, which I found to be very, very cool. I want to talk about it very quickly. Go for it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, uh, lava bending is literally oh, how it sounds. It's very, it's very rare. I, I, I only saw, I saw Bolin use it in the Legend of Korra, and I'm pretty sure one of the avatars, uh, used, the um, lava bending. Um, it was um Avatar Kyoshi. It was like uh, when she uh she rolls the the lava to separate the the two uh um like uh islands together, and then like use airbending to push away from it. Like uh lava bending obviously is very deadly uh very uh, like hot and like if you use the, if you lava bend and, and and throw lava on someone like they're done. Um, absolutely love lava bending because it's uh it just it's it, you it takes out your opponent. at all and I saw like um. It's like, even lava-bending shuriken, and, like, it's a very cool, like, a very rare, but very cool um type of bending.
1: But here's the question. Would lava-bending, like, just be earth-bending, or would it be a mix of fire and earth-bending? Um, that's a good question.
0: I think it's strictly earth-based, uh, earth-bending. I know what, they're, like, the whole heat thing, um, I, I'm trying to, like, see. Um, it, it started from Kyoshi, and obviously she's an avatar, so she could use fire-bending, um, but Bolin in the Legend of Korra can't do any sort of fire bending, and he does um lava bending. So it's ah, uh, it's it's a uh, an untapped uh, untapped uh, theory.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about that at some point too. Sure, <laughs> at some point. Um. So water bending. It can cut stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I wa- water bending is not my favorite, but I very 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 much like it. So, you prefer it over Earth? I do prefer it over Earth bending, but it's not my favorite. It's probably my third mm-hmm. out of the three bendings. But with water bending, so there's something that Katara can do and something that Aang can do, and I'm pretty sure all of waterbenders can do it at this point that Jet actually taught them. Even though he's not a bender, he still taught them how to do this. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. yeah he taught ahead. them he taught them how to see how to bend water that they couldn't see. So, water yeah. in the air, water in their breath, water in steam. And it's just like we can't see the water, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. And there's even one scene where like 20 minutes after Jet teaches them how to do it, Gatara uses that exact same trick to use her breath—the water in her breath—to freeze, uh, freeze him to a tree.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely love water bending. Also, because you can like. Like obviously you can compress rocks stuff like that with earth bending, but like water bending, you can shape this thing into whatever the hell you want. And like there's all these ice moves that are really cool. Like I remember like there, there was like ice spikes, um, there's an ice stone, ice drills, uh, icing up the floor. Um, another one that was really cool is like when they have uh, Katara uses that bubble around uh, Appa, and so she, Appa can can like breathe underwater. That's that's really cool. Or like. One that I absolutely loved uh, is when Katara did that ice prison uh, against Azula, um, <laughs> and then like she she streams around in it and it w- is able to like uh uh right uh, to like uh hang- basically handcuff Azula. And yeah, then it it's like over.
1: It's like a uh, it's like a cheaper version of Crystal Ice Mirrors.
0: Yeah, I I I, I guess I, yeah okay I'll get in in a, in a
1: small sense it is yeah yeah. yeah. There's one scene with water bending that I really like, though. I mean, it what took was a that? lot of work, but... It was when uh, Sokka, Katara, and Aang were all in the giant drill. And they started using the water in order to actually slice through the uh, the steel that was holding up the entire drill. Yes, yes. And then just had, uh, like, Aang or... Yeah, Aang was the one to actually take it down. But... When they were actually just going back and forth and actually were able to cut stuff with just water, it's just, it was just awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess I, I, I gotta mention this this uh, water bending technique because I see it a lot and it's really cool. The water cloak that Katara uses, like she basically wraps herself around water and extends her arms th- with water and everything. Like yeah. she basically becomes like a water beast a little bit. That, that was a really cool water bending technique too.
1: Yeah, another really cool one is um, one that actually has almost an entire episode dedicated to Katara learning. Is the water whip? The water whip? Yes, yes. When she isn't that when she steals that uh, water uh, yes. scroll? Yeah, It's when she steals the water bending scroll from uh, from the pirates, and then yeah. she's just consumed by the by the scroll because Ang's like, "Hey, I need to learn how to water bend too." But Katara's like, "No, these are real moves from real masters. You'll get your turn after I had mine." Yeah, and then I know, she right? just like comes completely consumed by by mastering all the moves on it. Oh man, um,
0: I guess I want to talk about like the the different like techniques that derive water bending, obviously. But this is my favorite type of bending. It's a subtype of bending, but it's still very cool. Blood oh, bending. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a it, it's a sub skill within water bending, and it's like the deadliest technique in Avatar. I think this thing literally. Bends the 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 blood in people's bodies, and that that means that means that you can literally control their movements. And um, it, it was really 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 like insane. Um, uh, blood bending takes a big part into um into uh, water bending. And there's another there's an there's an extra layer. There's like blood bending, and then there's another type of type of blood bending that's really cool. Um, and so uh, it's it's it's, it's super powerful. Like you just you cannot take out any enemy with it. It's so powerful and. Katara's also a very
1: good-willed person and everything, and she doesn't want to use it because it's just so dark. Bloodbending, like, if you say you had, like, five extremely talented bloodbenders, right, going up against an army, theoretically like, if you just bloodbend like, further next to Snap, you could like, take control of the entire battlefield in a matter of instants. So, in a war I would totally use bloodbending. Yeah. But, for an everyday fight, No because nobody should have that much power
0: right another technique uh, derived from waterbending is healing uh obviously very useful uh you can uh heal uh like uh, physical wounds and illnesses and everything and uh, the spirit water that katara uses is obviously um derived from that uh the water so water uh, healing was another
1: very cool um um technique. anything on healing hot chat? Healing, yeah, because there is actually one major part in healing that I want to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. It's when they first reach the uh, the North Pole, and when the master who starts to train Aang real- or finds out that Katara is a fighter instead of a healer. Yeah. Because apparently in the North Pole, all waterbenders that are women are healers, and the men are fighters. I'm mm-hmm. just like, like, okay, we actually kind of needed a story like this in Avatar, because... I mean, it's a story that's needed everywhere, and especially when it's done right, it leaves a masterful impact. But healing, even of itself, when you're able to just heal something from water or with water, anything from a scrape to a really bad, like almost fatal wound with water, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Like even when you you talk about the ending for book two, when Katara uses the uh, the spirit water, yeah, you can. F- Probably say, like, I don't know if this is 100% true, but you can probably say that that water actually brought Aang back to life.
0: I mean, it definitely, How I think, I think, yeah, it heals any wound. I mean, she was even contemplating using it on, on Zuko's wound.
1: Yeah, but I'm glad, I'm glad she used it on Aang because it's like, well, apparently this water can heal death. Who knew? <laughs> Basically, uh, another type of bending uh,
0: that comes into water, and I- I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it- there's also spirit bending, which was really cool. You use uh, water bending to manipulate, uh, purify spirits and everything. Um, I don't want to
1: talk too much about it because uh, it's uh, it's Korra stuff. I don't know if you watched it yet. Spirit bending, I know very little about, but I do know a little bit, mainly because I played the Korra game. Okay, like- okay, okay. I mean I don't know like what it is at its core or how she actually learned it or how she actually is able to do it. The only re- the only thing I know is that she's able to use that in the spirit world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, um there's yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's more
0: to it but uh, we'll, I'll I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I'll, um, I'll hold off on that cuz yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. Fire bending. <laughs> yes. Your favorite type of bending is fire bending. I know it. My yeah, my favorite type of fire bending is fire bending.
0: Your your favorite type of fire bending is fire bending.
1: No, my favorite type of fire bending is blue fire bending.
0: Azula fire bending. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love fire bending um as well. Uh what I really enjoyed about fire bending is the way it was explained by Iroh that, you know, water you can stop or no, a rock you can stop bending. When you can stop bending. If you shoot a flame and it burns it keeps on burning and burning so manipulating it becomes much more difficult and it's a very very uh destructive type of bending i mean only because it's to the b- only
1: thing that you're bending that's alive like yeah. fire has a life to it
0: yeah exactly uh i really enjoy fire bending because of all of the different like like uh, uh, t- nuances it has like there's a fire uh, like the fire bombs fire circles fire daggers uh, I mean shooting like just heaps uh uh large streams of fire I mean there's so much you can do um and obviously uh you cannot forget the amazing dancing dragon
1: <laughs> I do know what you're talking about but I really want you to talk about it
0: I mean okay uh well give me your thoughts on da- on the fire bending and then we'll we'll go into
1: the dancing dragon well, like we just went over, firebending is my favorite type of bending, be it the blue firebending, regular firebending, odd firebending. It's it's just firebending is awesome. Even one technique that Iroh does that earned him the the name the Dragon of the West, when he actually breathes fire like a dragon. It's just like firebending you actually have absolutely no idea where it could actually come from. Sure there's your standard like jab 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 kick and Whip firebending but there's so much more techniques that you can do with firebending than a lot of other tech than a lot of other bendings mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's um, one i want to get to but after you talk about the dancing dragon yeah
0: uh dancing dragon is basically it's a uh, i guess like not a yeah, it's a dance. It's a, fi- it's a traditional fire bending form. And it, it was practiced by the sun warriors. And basically they're the origin, like they, they learn fire bending. These are the people who learn fire bending from the dragons. And so Zuko and Ang, uh, there's an episode where they come across the sun warriors and they have to do this dance and everything. And like, it, it just, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. It's like, like kicks and punches, but like, it's like dancing. And like Zuko's like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this right now.
1: It's like this this can't be happening. <laughs> um what was what would, what did you want to bring up about firebending? Lightning bending. Oh, you, okay, you want to jump into th- Okay, yeah, yeah. Like this is and a subtype of a uh, It's a sub, it's a subtype of fire bending. You went over the subtypes of water bending and uh earth bending. So let me go over the uh subtype of fire bending. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Firebending, when you use lightning bending, it literally will charge through, like, something of a super-powered spear. Mm. If you hit somebody with it, it will literally go through them. If you hit an area with it, it will be obliterated. It is just pure destruction in a bending form. And it's actually what Azula uses in order to quote-unquote kill Aang at the end of Book 2. Yeah. Uh, something I really enjoyed about lightning
0: bending was when Azuko redirected lightning bending at his own dad. Yeah. Oh, that was oh, that was a great moment. And the um, only
1: reason he was actually able to do it was thanks to Iroh. Thanks to him. Thanks to Iroh actually teaching him how to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I mean, if the if the payoff for the risk pays off, then by all means, go for it. But the risk is, if you're redirecting lightning bending, it's going through your arm, past both your lungs and your heart, out your other arm, in one swift motion. If you miss one step or one millisecond of that motion, you're gone. Exactly, and... um so basically
0: lightning re- re- this is what we call lightning redirection and lightning redirection um is its own type of uh, it's it's its own subtype of uh, fire bending obviously generating lightning is a whole thing but like being able to redirect it i mean not only do you need to know how to generate lightning but you also need to learn how to uh, redirect it and obviously it's a high risk thing um did you want to talk about the final subtype of, ben- of fire bending the final subtype yeah, there's also uh, I th- this is from one of your favorite ca- characters. Think about it. It's it's one of the bad guys. He can do this combustion man. I don't like combustion man. Hey, hey, okay, well let, let we'll talk about this very briefly. There's combustion bending, which I thought was really really cool. It's basically a, a telekinetic fire bending, and um, you, you channel your chi, uh, basically like obviously um, like energy in um. In uh, Avatar, it's called Qi. That's why we have chi blockers and everything. And uh, Combustion Man basically concentrates like his chi in his forehead. And then it, it becomes superheated and he he fires that. And that's like combustion bending is, what hap- is basically the idea with that. And okay, it's obviously I very didn't, powerful.
1: I actually didn't know that that was a bending. I just thought that was an ability he had. was just fire a giant laser that destroys everything from his forehead. Yeah, I mean, I thought that too. But as I'm looking through the wiki here, combustion bending is his own thing. Yeah, huh, that's actually... Huh, learn something new every day, even on something that you're a really big fan of. Right, right. Um. All right, I mean, we, we got to talk about the final, final bending here. Air bending! All right, take it away. Air bending is my... First of all, air bending is one of my favorite bendings. It's a very, very, very close second to fire bending. But with air bending, it's just pure movement. There's nothing involving power. There's nothing involving overwhelming your opponent it's just speed angles like getting the exact kind of hit getting the exact kind of area with it it's just awesome especially one thing that ang does with his air scooter and it's just oh, him yes. it's just him making a giant ball of air and just riding it wherever he wants to go it's just awesome or another awesome thing that he does with it is airbenders not just ang but airbenders in general tend to be a lot faster tend to be a lot more agile because they can use the bending that they're using in order to project themselves more forward like when they're running or they can push themselves off the ground higher so they jump higher they're able to move because that's the kind of movement that their bending requires right and then they're able to just like send a giant wall of air that will literally blow you off of a mountain I oh, it's, it's oh, I love this I love this bending so much and
0: Ang like just the way, uh, you know what was one of my favorite uh, air bendings I got I got to talk about this this specific technique Go the for air it. funnel when like they just like uh, uh, when a- uh, Ang creates this little super like this like air vortex and then they put rocks through it and just shoots back
1: rocks at all the Fire Nation <laughs> oh yeah before he's able to earth bend yeah yeah he just yeah, makes the what, funnel and just like, water it's like a homemade earth bend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, it, oh,
0: and like obviously, um, um, the whole like agility um, increase is is awesome. I loved airbending so much.
1: Yeah, air airbending is. I mean, I love firebending, but airbending is a very, very, very close second. Like, if it had one more thing up on fire, I would have loved. I would have loved it more than fire. I mean, um. I, I'm I'm looking here,
0: and there's all there's these Avatar level airbending, like only skills uh, air airbending skills the Avatar has apparently like producing tornadoes and hurricanes. It's just insane. And yeah. Like, or the air sphere, it literally like uh you, you you put yourself in the air, air sphere
1: and you're basically flying at that point. Um, I, well, I mean, there's one at, there's one like the uh, air tornado or air twister that you were talking about. He uses that against Boomy. Yeah, he does. I remember that. Oh man, Um, Hotshot!
0: I'm looking at this, and there are actually two subtypes of airbending.
1: There's two subtypes. I didn't even know there was one subtype. What's the? I mean, either I
0: thought I thought this thing didn't have any sort of uh, uh, subtypes. Um, The first one is flight. There's actually some characters. um, I'm not gonna like spoil uh, who they are or anything, but there's some characters that can uh, actually fly. fly. Fly? Yeah,
1: yeah. That like Uh, aren't Appa or Momo or no, yeah, no no, human characters.
0: Human characters, um, uh, they unlock, uh, uh, the secret to weightlessness, and this, uh, allows them to, uh, fly and hover and everything, a- a- and it's, it's absolutely insane when you think about it, flight, literal flight.
1: That's, huh. Like, I mean, I know that Opa flies and Momo flies and Aang technically glides, I didn't know that there was a character that could actually fly.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, uh, I, I'm looking at this and it's just crazy, um, and then the other type is called Spiritual Projection. And it's something that only airbenders can do, apparently. And basically, it, it's, it reads here. I'll just read real quick. A complex technique that requires a heightened sense of spirituality, allowing one spirit to move through the physical realm in an intangible form, unbound by corp by corporal body. So you basically, you're, 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 uh, we see Ang do this, actually. Remember, like when he goes into spirit, uh, spirit world, that he's actually doing spiritual projection. And that's what only airbenders can do. Spiritual projection? Yeah. When, 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 uh, Ang, remember when Ang, like, uh, uh, leaves his, bo- his spirit leaves his body a couple times in the avatar? He, he's doing a subtype of air bending there called spiritual projection.
1: So even though that's just him going into the spirit world? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm reading right here. Huh. But wait, when he's in that form, he can't bend at all.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, well, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. That's what I'm reading right here. Huh.
1: Okay, yeah, um, actually so airbending might have just taken up the space for firebending. <laughs> so yeah, um I think we should get to the questions. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. <laughs> um so this one is from at MPM official. Asks or just says like it's a demand. Favorite main cast member and why? Um my favorite cast member is
0: Sokka. Okay. Absolutely and why Saka is because Saka is very very funny, and Saka doesn't need any type of bending. He becomes a sword master in one episode, and uh, he's very honest as well. He literally rele- reveals to his uh, sword master, "I'm actually from the water tribe. I'm not from. I'm not Fire Nation." And then they go into that. And, uh, and he really grows and I mean he keeps, he keeps the group together with like his planning and everything make sure the pl- like uh, oh we're going to be on this day and that da, 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 da. and like obviously he gets very nervous when he wants to explain like uh, the invasion plan that they uh, want to do and everything and another notable moment to note is uh, obviously going to the jail to rescue his father and everything uh, great 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 character
1: and obviously every group in any show ever needs the class clown which Sokka portrays so very well Oh my god, he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, almost every single time he actually tells a joke, I'm either facepalming or laughing my ass off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what about you? Your favorite character?
1: My favorite main cast character, this may be an extreme cop-out, but it's actually just Aang. And that's because like, I, like when we were talking about Aang earlier, he's the carefree child of the group, but he's also the most powerful and most, like, I guess you could say hero-esque vibe to him. Because, like I said, he always does the right thing no matter what. Even if he had no bending, he would do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And protect his friends to the bitter end. Like, when he saw Katara get totally just disappear. like when we were talking about the General making her disappear to make him go into the Avatar state. Yeah. When he saw that, it didn't take any time for him to go into the Avatar state. She was just gone, and his eyes just turned white Mm -hmm. bang is just like even yeah he's the avatar so and he's the main main character yeah so if he's my favorite character oh well but he's just so much fun to actually be around like even though the world is always at like the world is almost always in trouble in avatar he's always there to have fun i mean the first thing he says to Katara when she wakes him up is want to go penguin sledding (laughs) I know, right? I mean, he's so carefree. I love, I love Ang for that reason. Yeah, Aang, Aang is awesome when it comes to stuff like that.
0: All right, next question is from at r underscore Windrunner, and he asks, uh, "Who's the best female character, and why is it Azula?" I mean, I actually dislike Azula to be honest. Uh, <laughs> the Azula was just uh, too insane, and like, I mean, a perfect example of like why I really didn't like Azula um, was that whole. Um, that whole scene where like she's trying to flirt with that guy at the party, and he's just like he's like laughing about uh, like everything he's saying, like he's saying the dumbest thing. He, she's like, ah, so funny, so funny, when it's really not funny. And then like they kiss, and she's like, now we're gonna rule the world and create an army and blah blah blah. And I was like, oh my god, you have no social skills. I well, really don't. Wasn't she do it. also like drunk at that point? <laughs> I don't,
1: I don't think so. I, I mean, I know she wasn't, but it, it would just make it make everything make so much more sense.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think about Azula real quick?
1: I honestly love Azula. Like, even... So when she starts, she starts as like more of this regal, like, I'm better than you kind of character. And usually, she, char- usually characters like that I don't like. But she maintains that the entire time. Not the entire time.
0: Why do Mo- you for, say that? For
1: most of the series, she does, but not the entire time. And the reason why I say that is because... If you remember the final fight between her and Katara and Zuko, right? she still has that motive going in, like she's the new Fire Lord, so she is better than everybody. She has that mm-hmm. mindset going in, but as the fight continues, she slowly slips into madness. She just goes totally insane. Oh yeah, but she was, she okay, fair point, but I think she was insane, like,
0: remember when the, she, she's like, Well, she like, was insane uh,
1: to begin with, I will give you that.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like, specifically when she was getting ready for her ceremony and everything and she starts firing everyone, like, she's eating like a, 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 I forget what, like a grape or something, and there was like a, a like a, an extra, like a, I don't even know the word for like a grain of something in her, in her uh grape, and she's like, what the hell is this? I could have choked on this and died, blah, 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 you're fired you're banished
1: like what the hell you're banished you're banished you're banished i know but but villains like that you tend to enjoy like um she actually reminds me a lot of the uh the red queen from alice in wonderland Uh just because of how insane she is like with the individual tiny little things that it's just like her, her kingdom literally is just her kingdom like she is the only one in it kind of thing no, I,
0: and, I, I, I agree with that. I agree. I, I have to. I have to commend you and agree with that. Good point.
1: Good point. And she is um, also the first one that we actually see lightning bending come from.
0: Okay, that's that's definitely a plus. She,
1: yeah, she's not the only one that does it, mind you, but she is the first time, to- the first one we see use it. Right, right,
0: right. Um, I gotta, I gotta. I, I think we need to talk about Tylee and Mai if we're gonna
1: talk about. Uh, Let's we'll go back to
0: questions. All right, we'll but there there's that. one there's
1: one more thing I want to say on uh, on Azula though. Yeah. So it's the fight it's one of the fights where she actually manages to beat Aang and everybody else, but I think that's because they're so tired. Right. And even when Zuko and Iroh are there they aren't with the group yet, but they're still trying to get Avatar. She goes and acts like she's either gonna shoot Zuko or Aang, like with lightning bending. Yeah. Like she's either gonna take the avatar and take Zuko's place, or just shoot Zuko regardless. And then she does a complete trick on everybody and shoots Iroh. I know. I saw that. That was insane. That it's insane, but it's also the t- the trip of a tr- of a true villain. Like just. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'd feel like I don't really need to explain that one. And she she pulls a similar trick when she's fighting Zuko
0: at the end, and she goes to sh- uh, hit Katara, and Zuko takes the hit.
1: Yeah, and then guitar just gets totally pissed, and she just wrecks her. Yeah, she just wrecks her shit. Anyway, so oh my God. Ty Lee and Mai.
0: Yeah, uh, let's start with Ty Lee. Um, she brings a very, very cool um, element here. Um, I, I, I well, qu- real quick on her personality and everything. Obviously, uh, being a part of the circus and um, everything, like we we really see her at that beach where she like explains like her entire life and how it's really difficult for her, but she really manages to. Uh, uh, to remain positive. And when you think about it, she's one of seven identical sisters, which is just crazy. Like, it's just, uh, it's just I, I can't believe that. And she still manages to be, uh, like, so happy and go lucky. Uh, that was really something impressive, and you got to recognize that. But her chi blocking, like, that's just so cool.
1: Her chi blocking is, like, if bending were, didn't exist, and they, they were just using those as, like, fighting styles, but nothing, like, too major... Chi mm-hmm. blocking would be my absolute favorite fighting style in the Avatar universe ever.
0: It's basically gentle fist.
1: It's basically yeah, exactly. And and gentle fist in Naruto is actually my favorite fighting style in Naruto. Oh okay. Just, just taking away your opponent's ability to actually use their like supernatural powers or their supernatural abilities against mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and totally take it away. Right. I Love it. It's just like how are you going to use it if. I take it away from you. And Ty Lee is just, like, she's, like, an embodiment of a very, very calm Harley Quinn. But, like, so the Harley Quinn aspect being that, like, she's always carefree, always laughing, and always moving around in a circus kind of, in a circus-y kind of way. Yes. But toned down to the point where she doesn't kill anybody. Like, I honestly think that Ty Lee doesn't kill anybody. Anyone she fights, she just knocks out. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I think Azula ends up killing.
0: Right, 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 right. Um, I guess that that pretty really basically like gives all my thoughts on Tylee. Um, for my like, I really liked Mai because of she was the complete opposite of Tylee, and so that that little trio of Tylee, Ty uh, Mai, and um, and Azula really works out for me. Yeah, I if really Tylee,
1: enjoyed- if Tylee Ty is uh, Harley Quinn, then Mai is Raven good
0: yeah yeah that's a good way to put it that's a good way to put it definitely um my is very like i i wouldn't say depressed but like she's just like she just doesn't care <laughs> she's just yeah and um obviously like uh fighting style wise like what she just throws knives and stuff like that but she's actually fairly strong and I, what i really enjoyed about her is when um, Zuko's trying to escape from that jail and he locks her in, the, in, in, in that prison cell and she manages to get out. Like, she defies Azula at the end, right? And she turns her back on Azula. I was like, okay, so there's, there's more to this girl than being a follower. She's able to make her own decisions.
1: Yeah, and especially when she abandons uh, Azula and just joins up with Zuko, her, uh, I guess you could say, childhood boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Because they may as well have just been together since childhood.
0: Right, basically. I I like the they ship the Zuko and uh, Mai had.
1: But then there's something that you that never comes across and it, and it's always kind of bugged me about Avatar. What? We know that Zuko's gotten banished and we know that he's been somewhat friends with Mai since they were child since they right. were kids. Yeah. How did it affect Mai when he got banished?
0: Oh, that's a I that, I don't know. That's that's, a, that's some theory crafting right there.
1: I've been watching a lot of game theory. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's basically my thoughts on my. Anything else on my? You got everything I had on my. I had everything you had on title. I think that's an even split. All right, Um, All right. Let's do a uh, one one more question, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll call we'll it close good. it off. All right. So this is from at Mystic underscore Wolf PT. Um, in your opinion, what is the most interesting mo- moment in each arc? Oh man. each I guess each book. We'll we'll split into each book because that'll that'll make it a lot easier on us. Yeah. If it's each arc, then we'll be here another three hours. Okay, okay. I, I'm gonna name, name mine real quick. Let's go see. for it. A uh,
0: book of water when uh Anne goes into that whole water monster and takes out the navy ships. Absolutely insane. Love that. <laughs> um, book of Earth. You know what? I just love this one character. The Boulder is absolutely hilarious <laughs> and and the then, boulder
1: um, take shit from no one <laughs>
0: the boulder and um finally for the book of fire it's got to be the final fight right the final like, fight
1: with hang and the fire lord.
0: fire lord yeah and obviously oh ah oh, you know what no i'm going to switch that i'm uh, not the final fight when uh, when uh saka and toff um work together to take take out all those all those ships that was absolutely insane <laughs> i love that uh-huh. Um, and overall, favorite moment, or just favorite, my cabbages, my cabbages are the best. Ah,
1: cabbages! My I cabbages! Love cabbages. <laughs> oh, my it's so cabbages.
0: hilarious, so funny! What? Oh my god!
1: Wasn't there one point in the show like where it switched from cabbages to something else, but then just went back to cabbages? I don't know, but I remember in the
0: legend of Korra, like uh, there was this thing called Cabbage Corp, and then like it gets destroyed, and then the guy goes, "My Cabbage Corporation!" <laughs>
1: Oh man, I gotta get there. I so gotta get there. Oh, it was funny as hell. All right. So, what about when, you? When it comes to me, my favorite moment in a uh, Book of Water would probably have to be the uh, the North Bull fight, fight. Okay. Where it's um, it's specifically the point where it's Aang, like in a giant Godzilla style of mm-hmm. uh, water creation, then just slashes all of the boats that are attacking. Same as me, man. It's a great yeah, moment. Yeah. It's it's an awesome moment. You can't really go wrong with that one. Uh, Book of Earth. It would probably have to be the Boulder. No, <laughs> no, it's not going to be the Boulder. <laughs> it's probably the um the entire arc with uh probably the entire episode with Aang first learning how to do Earthbending and Toph trying to toughen them up for it. Right, right,
0: right, and then like. Specifically
1: with the uh, Sokka side that we have in it.
0: Or, like, and then, like, uh, Katara telling uh, Toph, like, uh, he needs a more comp approach. He's like, okay, thanks, Mom, I'll keep that in mind. Come on, let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Book of Fire, um, I'm actually going to have to say the, uh, the Avatar play. Oh yeah, like that's them, a good one. Them responding to how everybody is is reacting to them. Like I do not speak like that, and then everyone else is just losing their minds. I love it. I I I had trouble breathing.
0: <laughs> you know what's another great moment in the Book of Fire? Just real quick, uh, when sure. when like Ang is like, "Oh the." The eclipse in three days, and he wakes up in the middle of the night. He's, like, punching a bush, and, like, everyone's, like, go back to bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just go to sleep. And he,
0: like, feels super unprepared for the Fire Lord, and he's, like, Fire Lord, I am like, here to defeat you. He's, like, how could you be prepared when you don't even have your pants? And then, like, Ryan's, like, "Whoa, well, what happened to my pants? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great moments.
1: Uh, actually, um, real real quick, I'm actually going to yeah. have to retract my favorite moment from uh The Book of Water for something else. What is it? The uh, blue spirit, the arrival of the blue spirit. Oh,
0: Zuko was amazing as the blue spirit, I love yeah. that. Yeah,
1: breaking Aang out of prison, just slicing up dudes, fighting with Aang secretly without any firebending. I just, I loved him. I loved that. I mean, that episode. Y- you gotta give it
0: to Zuko, great fighter.
1: Oh, yeah, even when he doesn't have firebending, he's an awesome swordsman. Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: Great tactician as well. No, just great, great, actually, great, that, great character. That
1: actually could have been a cool episode, like Zuko sword training with uh, with Sokka.
0: Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, damn. We should. I wish that ha- that that could have been a thing. All right, oh, that I'm happy does with it. What we got. <laughs> yeah, that does it for the uh, the questions. Um, final thoughts on Avatar. Anything you want to mention?
1: Last uh, last chance here, Hotshot. The only thing that I want to mention is that Avatar as a whole is. It's not the perfect show, but it's pretty damn close. Oh yeah, because almost all the characters that you see, you almost immediately fall in love with, and even the ones that you don't, you find one or two things to actually like about. The storylines actually make sense. The characters are unbelievable. The world and the animals in it are unbelievable. There's even one scene in like Bossing Say where um. I think they're in a party and Sokka's reading a poster that says, come see our live bear. And everyone is going like bear platypus or bear bird. <laughs> no, just bear. Oh, then bear. Toph goes, this place is weird. Just like jokes like that is just like, mm, you know, and it's just so awesome. It just like Avatar is a pretty, to me personally, it's almost the perfect show.
0: No, I, I have to agree with that. Um, I, my final thoughts, the things I need, I think I need to mention real quick, uh, love up and Momo, great companions, great animals, <laughs> everything, flying bisons, lemurs, great, great animals. Um, my final thoughts, I mean, I have to completely, uh, echo what, uh, Hot Child is saying here. Um, this anime is absolutely incredible and I, we, the thing is, we recorded the first podcast about this, and I hadn't seen this show in forever. I was like, "Oh, sure, yeah, yeah." And then we finished this podcast. I was like, "No, I want to rewatch this entire anime and make a podcast about it." That's how much I love this show. I rewatch, I binge all of Avatar too before doing this podcast. I loved it so much, and um, oh, just such a great anime. I mean,
1: I, I I already gave my thoughts here at this point. Like amazing anime, and I'm gonna have to agree. Like even though technically not an anime i can totally respect you for calling it anime because it honestly doesn't bother me because that's exactly uh, yeah. what yeah the show is it's just a western anime and even it, yeah. if you show someone it if you show someone avatar and if there's ever a japanese dub for it and you just show it to them i'm pretty sure they're gonna say that it's anime
0: agreed agreed um all right Um, let's do, uh, I guess, uh, plug in your stuff. Um, Hotshot, where can people find you online?
1: You guys can find me over at the Daydreamer Studio channel on YouTube. You can find me at Hotshot Ginger channel on YouTube. You can also find me on I believe we're calling it Daydreamer Gaming on YouTube, and you can also find me in Daydreamers with, or, no, Dreamcasters with (laughs) on youtube i'm everywhere on youtube there's like four places to find me on youtube you guys can go subscribe to like any one of those and i'm at caution ginger on twitter and you guys can also find me in a couple episodes on giant giant music's channel where i'm also in another couple podcasts like this one
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go check out all of those podcasts, too. I mean, what you can do if you don't want to miss a single episode of Anime Podcasters is subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also follow the SoundCloud channel for that, soundcloud.com slash music. For myself and uh, all my musical ventures, uh, you can subscribe to the channel at YouTube.com slash Giant Music. I'm at Giant Music on Twitter. Uh, before I log off, i got to let you know about this. Please go check out at GoProKeo on Twitter. He does all the artwork for anime podcasters for the Giant Music YouTube channel. He's super talented, and he has incredibly affordable rates. It's, it's it's just crazy. For the quality you can get, for the money you'll spend with this guy, it's so worth it. So please go check out GoProKeo. He's available for commission very easy to talk to very nice person so please go check out gopro Kale. his artwork is absolutely perfect yes thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of anime podcasters and we will see you in the next one bye guys see you guys